You are now tuned in to, to Clearly Culture. Hey guys, we are back for episode number seven of the Clearly Culture podcast. Out here with my brother J Mac from 97.9 The Box. And I know normally we interview artists and rappers, but today we got a very special episode with UFC's own Kevin Holland. J Mac, you ready for this one? Man, I'm ready. But why did I look at your phone and you have notes? <laughs> Is that, well, I had some bullet. I have some bullet points because, like, I know him very well. I'm, I'm not Mr. Radio, okay? You know, I, I'm just learning. I'm learning from you. You know, what, I mean, usually we freestyle, but but today I, I got a couple bullet points that I want to go over. You well, know? you know what? I'm gonna follow you. You just kick it off, and yeah. let's get into this interview. Man, let's go. So, Kevin, where are you from, my brother? I'm from Ontario, California. Unfortunately, I was born at the Riverside Hospital. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? You seen when Tupac was like, Riverside, fool. So that's always a good thing. But uh, I've been in Texas for a while now. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I claim everywhere I go and shit. Even Vegas get a little love every once in a while. Okay, how did you get into fighting? Were you beat up all the time? Were no. you bullied? Uh-uh. No, no. I, I had this one cousin who used to just dog walk me. But that was always for the greater good, you know? Uh, but overall, it's like uh, I was in high school. It was my sophomore year. It was beginning of the year. I got into a little altercation. I end up accidentally still see. Look, I'm 30 years old. And I'm still saying it was an accident. Accidentally headbutting the security guard. I got kicked out of regular high school. I went to continuation school. We got enrolled to this, this school that was closer to the house. My grandma's wishes, and uh, the teacher there was actually a martial arts instructor. And it was crazy because dude would like literally teach from like, I want to say from like the sixth grade all the way up to like seniors in high school. Once you turn 18, you had to leave the school. But he had like a little martial arts program, and it was how you got your PE points and your credits and stuff like that. It was just his way of being able to, you know, give us a good nugget when he needed to give us a good nugget. But it worked out, so that's how I got into martial arts. I had butted the security guard. Wow. <laughs> hey, and let me ask you. So growing up, one thing I read about is uh, Pops has always been locked up, right? Yeah. And then what? how was the relationship with your mother? And even, even with your father being locked up, how was the relationship with both your parents? So... These days in time, relationship with both my parents is, is just it's a a okay. It's fantastic. My mom's actually cool as shit. My mom's always kind of been like a, like a big sister, but you know that's, that's my mama. You know what I'm saying? But uh, mom's just she's always when she was younger. You know, there was a lot of back and forth. But the moment my little brother was born, you know what I mean? She kicked it into high gear. And then uh, I would say after I started having, you know, I had a kid. And she was like she took that grandma role a lot serious. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mom mom's has done. You know, she was young at one point in time, but you know she's. Hands down, she got that grandma world down packed. You know what I'm saying? Her and my grandma are competing for top grandmas of the motherfucking world. So I like that. Uh, and then my dad, yeah, my dad's been in prison since I was like three years old, something like that. You know what I mean? But me and him, we still got a good relationship. You know, he called me on the phone all the time. He used to have a cell phone, but he had to get rid of the cell phone because now he's talking about there's a chance he might be able to get out. So he was like, I got to start doing good. So for the past five years, he's been doing real good. So we just keep some money on the books at all times, keep some money on the phone so he can call whenever you need to call and you know what I'm saying? I'd be happy when he call. You know, it's usually usually call at the right time too. I'd be having something on my mind. Bring, I see that little seven one three number pop up. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 the jail. That's me. Press five three times. You know what I'm saying? We be on, we be on the phone. Might have to call back. So we can do it two times. You know what I'm saying? Fifteen minutes ain't enough. So how do you think that affected you as a, a young man, ha- not having your father there? I mean, I think you know it definitely it probably affected me. But then like by the time I was sixteen. Yeah, I think I was 16 years old. It was the first time I met my dad's side of the family, like, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? And so going to meet them was pretty cool. And then I used to have this Aunt Jackie back in the day when I was a young buck. She used to take me to go see my dad. So, you know, 
Like it sucked You know you had the little nights Where you'd be like Man my dad don't love me You know my dad not here But you know right. Overall it was like The older I got And the more I talked to him The more I realized His shit happened Before I was even born You know what I'm saying It was just something He had to he had to sit down And deal with He's always been A1 You know it's like I remember I was younger And I was like You know you're young You think money's everything So I was like And you can't even buy me nothing I, I want these G units For my birthday Birthday came around I had some G units You know what I'm saying So I tried to talk a little shit Now nah, my mom bought those you know what I'm saying? A couple years later, I'm getting grown. And I was like, man, you know, I need some tires so I can go see my son. My son was living in Vegas and I was living in Texas at the time. I was like, I need some new tires and some new brakes. I think like Friday came around. He ended up calling me on his little cell phone like, hey, go put your name in on a little Western Union thing. You know what I'm saying? I went to put my name in a Western Union thing. He had $750 for me. Brand new tires, new brakes. Remind you, this man in prison. I don't know how he made that shake, but he made it shake. Wow. So whatever it took to make sure that he showed me that, you know what I'm saying? I always got your back, son. He always showed it. So how you know how, how much longer has he got locked up? Ain't no telling. You know what I'm saying? It was it was uh 15 years with an L behind it. You know what I'm saying? If he got locked up when I was three by the time I was 18, that's 15 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm 30 now, so it's been way past the 15 years. 27 years he's been in there. So yeah, we see, you know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens. Look like things about to shake right. They had to do a psych evaluation. They they talk about they like everything they see. So we'll see. You know what I mean? It'd be it'd be real nice. It'd definitely be a blessing to have pops around. You know what I mean? It'd be cool. I told him he got a ninety six as soon as he get out. He got a ninety six Impala. Yeah, go take the keys. You don't give That's it to sure. him. Yeah, yeah, we got to ride. So did you ever really think that you could really make some money in fighting? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I got realized what the UFC was and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, I can get paid. And then my coach was like. You know you don't make Floyd Mayweather money. And I was like, nah, bro, I'll, I'll get paid bookums. I'll get paid bookums. You don't make Floyd Mayweather money. You don't? But, nah, nah. But I'm so freaking active that, you know what I mean? My money's attractive. I just, I fight continuously, so. Okay, give us a role. How did you get there? You were just being active. Okay. Fighting a lot. You know what I'm saying? Taking fights on a local level that people didn't want to take. Uh, fight as much as possible. Unless I was, like, seriously just... Fucked up Couldn't make it there uh-huh. You know what I'm saying Like I was fighting So unless I was like Seriously injured Or something like that I was always in there Like swimwear Okay Take us All you doing is winning mm-hmm. Then take us to that First loss you had And how did you feel And how did it change The person you are As a fighter So you know It's like As an amateur I didn't lose You did No I didn't lose As an amateur I, I felt You were undefeated Yeah as amateur only, only, had, only had like Five amateur fights MMA and then I had One Muay Thai fight So I, I, you know what I mean And they were spaced out So far You know I felt like I was growing I felt like I was doing so good I didn't feel like I could ever be beat You right. know what I'm saying So then you go into the you, you go into You know Actually being a professional fighter I had my first four fights I knocked my first four fights Out like this You know what I'm saying And like Think like three and a half months I was 4-0 and You know It was beautiful I was like Yeah this is sweet I was trying to make it to the The ultimate fighter shit And I was like uh, Nah man You know Felt good, felt good. Then I fought this Russian kid, right? Uh-huh. And I took a loss from the Russian kid, right? Kid was good. Kid was real good. Like he was just, he was persistent, you know. And I, and went to this the judge's scorecard, and I felt like I won the fight. So I didn't take that first loss like real, you know what bad. I mean? Yeah. But I was fucked up about it. But I didn't take it real bad. But then I went and took another fight, last second. Rafael Lovato Jr. Thinking okay. like, yeah, my jiu-jitsu can match up against anybody. This fool's undefeated because he's been fighting bums. I'm a kill him you know what I mean mm-hmm. get out there and fuck fool takes me down chokes me out first round first time fighting on national TV I'm staring at the, I'm staring at the television the whole time like damn I look good on TV okay so what's <laughs> your record then when he chokes you out what was four, your record four and two 
So and he choked you out on yeah, national TV. Yeah, made, to make my record four and two. So I'm like, oh, bro, this sucks. You know what I mean? I'm driving my car home fast as I can drive it. I had a little, I think I had like a Lincoln Town car or a fucking, uh, and I had a white Crown Vic at the time. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. On some 20s or some 22s. I was uh-huh. smashing that buddy home. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to get home fast as I could. So embarrassed. I'm calling coaches, cutching coaches out. Like, you fucking, you, what the fuck, bro? I thought you said I was good. <laughs> I got just an asshole. My dad called me, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how. Like, he literally knew right when my fight was over. This is back when he had a cell phone. He called me on a cell phone. Like, man, what happened? I'm like, I lost. He was like, so what you gonna do, bitch about it? I'm like, man, fuck you. Click, hang up the phone. I'm driving all hard and shitty. Call me back like, hey, nigga, you ever talk to me like that again? I'm like, I said, fuck you. I hang up the phone. I'm driving all hard, you know? I don't know how I made it home, bro. I was driving. Okay, so how do you recover from that? Because me, if I lost on national TV, some people can't recover and keep going. Nah, I think I think at that moment in time, I accepted the fact that I can lose, which is not a good thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like I was like, ah, fuck it. If it ever happens, it happens. And I didn't lose for a while. Like I went on, a, I went on a pretty good win streak. I lost a Muay Thai fight, right? Mm-hmm. And that had me pissed off, right? But it's like I should have took that like serious. I should have, right. like, really took that to heart. Like, you don't ever want to lose again. How about you fucking shaping up? Nah. I was like, shit, you lost. Obviously, MMA is probably not going to be your calling. You know what I mean? Let's find another way to make money. You know? Right. It's like, and if you can't find another way to make money, let's go back to the old way of making money. You know? It's right. like, so, you know, it's like, I guess I traveled back in time a little bit to refine myself. But, you know, overall, I shook back. I'm in a good spot now. I'm great. You know, it's going to be a few losses in a game. Good thing about MMA is you're not defined by your losses. Right. Bad thing about life is losses do fucking suck. So it's like you know. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you something because I and I love how how you speak on the losses because at the end of the day, it's always tough to lose a fight, right? Yeah, it sucks. The one the one I know that kind of hurt a little bit. and I want to ask you about it was the fight with Shamaya. Nah, not really. Well, let me well, let me ask you something about the Shamaya fight. Though. Yeah. So in the beginning of the fight, uh-huh. you know, I know there was a lot of words beforehand. So it was you know it was one of those that like we were all waiting for, right? Yeah. But when you come out the gate, he puts his hand up. Or you know you put your hand up because you normally you normally tap before you yeah. go right yeah take me on take me on on, on I, that on okay. that particular fight it's like all the bad blood I shouldn't put my hand up right I shouldn't touch his glove at all right it's like when I first got in the cage I was like I'm not touching this fool's glove I'm touching I'm thinking about it too much but low key I'm not touching this fool's glove then he comes out touch gloves and I'm like all right cool we touching gloves fuck it he did try to apologize earlier fuck it it is what it is we go back so he did try to apologize yeah he apologized earlier like he was, okay. he was, he was being cool but you know the, the whole thing about it was was like I was already kind of like not mad at him no more you know it's like when i seen how much i was gonna get paid to fight him i was like damn this is better than what i was gonna make on the last fight you know of course everybody made a little bit more because of the shakeup. because you went to co-main because because i went to co-main right it was right. a five round co-main which normally doesn't happen unless you're a title fight it wasn't right. a title fight hold on hold on for the people who are listening to this podcast who are who are watching this podcast what is that Co-main event? Yeah. Co-main event. It's the fight right before the main event. So anybody knows like boxing, you know what I'm saying? Right? The, the fight before Floyd Mayweather. The fight, okay. you know, the fight before Canelo. You know what okay. I mean? The fight before the Charlo brother. You okay. know what I mean? The fight before Earl Spence. Okay. You know what I mean? So, you know, the co-main, which is, you know, the main is still where you want to be, but to have a five round on the co-main, it was uh-huh. like, ooh, what the fuck are you doing? I had a feeling his cardio was in jeopardy, bad weight cut and stuff like that. I had all the right ideas. But, boy, you put some zeros in front of me, and I was like, fuck, yeah, bro, my life's about to change, you know? It's like, uh, I don't like the fucker, you know what I mean? It's like, he has this rat lip, but I do appreciate what he did for me and my family, you know what, what I mean? It's like, uh, I can't say, 
Yeah, it was a big one though. Was you, it, you signed non disclosures? Was it know? was that the most you ever made on a fight? Could you say that? Can you tell us that? It, it definitely was the most I've ever made on a fight. When you fight a superstar like Jemayev, it's gonna be the most you ever make on a fight <laughs> if you know how to negotiate. And you know, with Conor McGregor, they call it a red panty night. You know, with him. I call it a split lip night. You know what I mean? You go out, you get fucked up, and everything feels split lip. You know, feels good. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So you know, I mean, would I ever love to redo that situation and make the best out of it? Because it would have brought a lot more money after. Fuck yeah. But I didn't get hit. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of little things happened in the fight that I felt like, ah, how the fuck are you allowed to do that? But I didn't get hit. He didn't get hit. It was a jujitsu match. I made the most money probably anybody's ever made off a jujitsu match. Why argue with it? You know, it's like, why argue with it? To be mad about anything, I'd be, I'd be more mad at the Derek Brunson loss. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't like that fucker at all the whole time. It's like, I don't like Chamayev either, but Derek Brunson is just, it was something different. Why you don't like him so much? He was a black guy with blonde hair. <laughs> and he lays on everybody. Is that the only reason? Because he's a black guy with blonde hair? And he lays on everybody. Yeah, it's just, it's just something about the way he fights. I just didn't like it, you know? As a human being, he's probably pretty cool, you know? Uh... He had slid in my DMs before when I first got in the UFC, tried to get me to come train with him, help him get ready for the Izzy fight. He's never really truly did anything wrong. Right. I'm just a fucking dickhead, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, it's like, uh, that's why I, ever since I, you know, I found out what Trade of Truth was, I was like, oh, I used to listen to his music when I was a kid. I got to meet him, and dude's fucking awesome, you know? And I realized that the name he runs with, you know, the ABN, Asshole by Nature, I said, I love that. Right. I am, I'm a definitely an asshole by nature. I'm an asshole at all times, you know? So, yeah, it's like, uh, he did nothing wrong. I'm just a fucking asshole, you know? <laughs> Props to that guy, you know? And one other question I want to I want to get into, I feel like it's an important one, is obviously you being in the UFC, mm-hmm. everybody sees it. You have a very close relationship with Dana White. Dana White is the owner of the UFC. Yeah. So... How did that come about? How did that relationship come about? Man, you know what? I think, honestly, he just uh, likes the activity. He likes the fact that I'm always down to fight. Um, you know, it's like, and then yeah, I get in front of him, and I just am who I am. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you're always supposed to treat your boss a certain way. You know what I mean? But the same way I treat my boss, I'll treat the janitor. You know what I mean? It's right. like, uh, it's just who I am. You know what I mean? Business is business. You know what I mean? And it's like, and unless you get on that bad side, you're always going to get some love. You know? And it's like, and you know how it is. I come in a closet. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know a lot of people in Houston, There's a lot of spots in Houston you can go shop at, but it's like, when I go get my sneakers, I'm so used to coming here, I built a relationship here, I like all the people here, I'm going to keep coming here. It's like, once you build a relationship with somebody, it is what it is, I'm good at building relationships with people. So it's like, got in front of Dana, it was a wrap, you know what I'm saying? You say, tied in, baby. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So what was the best <laughs> advice Dana has ever gave you? I think it's the advice that he gives all of us, you know, it's like when we're sitting down, like right there doing that pre-fight hype, you know, it's like uh, when he's out there and he's like, you know, just telling us, you know, you can win a bonus, you can make an extra 50K, you can make an extra 100K if you're the fucking fight of the night and the performance of the night, you know what I mean? It's like uh, just overall, just spitting those numbers to me always has like made me be like, like, fuck, yeah, that's how I take care of what I need to take care of, you know what I'm saying? And then just overall just letting us know like who we are to the world, you know, it's like. To me, that was like, yeah, fucking right. And then one time he said, let your kids stay up and play that game. It's the fucking weekend. Uh-huh. That was probably the best you advice like ever. Yeah. Okay, now I want you to tell me your top five fighters. Top five fighters that I like? Yeah, top I, five. Like, or top five best fighters. Okay, top five best fighters. Current, top, current fighters, right? Yeah. Top current. five best current fighters. Yes. Current fighters. John Jones, number one. It ain't been five years, so he's still current. We're going to put, you know what I mean, Khabib on the list. You, you got to put Khabib on the list. So John Jones number one, Khabib number two, 
His record is fucking immaculate. I know a lot of people probably gonna argue with me on this one, but DC has to be number three. Uh, a lot of people don't put DC on their on their list, and I don't understand what why the fuck not. And we're talking about you know at, with, oh active right now. I gotta take DC off. He's been retired for a minute now. Uh-huh. Damn it, DC. See why I had to do DC like that? <laughs> <laughs> right now, like right now, right now, like best fighters. Straight up, straight up. Being honest, You're scared. Straight up. You're nah, scared I, I don't like some of these niggas. That's why I don't want to give them no credit. Okay, well, but but you know what? Record, records don't lie, I and mean, people do and people do put in work. So I'm I'm gonna have to go like right now, like off off the record, not lying. John Jones. Uh, Alexander Velosky, uh Khabib's little brother, the Islam dude. I would have to say Israel Asanya, and then a lot of people gonna argue with me this one, but I say Chamayev, bro. Because honestly, it's like people say, well, he ain't fought nobody. Well, the motherfucker fought me, and I'm somebody. So, <laughs> motherfucker, top five, goddamn me. <laughs> hey, hey, and then with Chamaya, he does have an upcoming fight against Paulo Costa, which is a tough fight. Everybody forgets that Paulo Costa was you, undefeated who, until then. I don't know who you got for that fight. Well, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, I don't like one of the guys, so I'm going for Paulo Costa. You know, doesn't matter what I think, matters how I feel. You know, and I feel like Paul Acosta should whoop his ass because I don't like to do. <laughs> when you training, because I'm new to this sport, uh-huh. do you train different for every fighter? You know what? Back in the day, no. I just go do what I do. These days in time, I got I got like a full blown team. You know what I mean? It's like I got I got people looking at footage. I got people fucking. Training like the dude, fighting like the dude. The days that I'm sore, they doing moves like the dude, so that way the next day they can imitate it a little bit better. So it's like these days in time, we do exactly what it takes for that person. But then I'm so much into me that after it's all over and done with, I gotta call my juggernaut Shug and I gotta go hit the mitts and I gotta go work on my striking and work on the things that I really like to work that I feel would be the perfect opportunity to win a fight. And I say all this to say this: you got a big fight with this dude from Australia. Yeah. So how have you prepared? You know what? It's like he does a few things in the grappling department uh, from a defensive standpoint that works really well to then put him in an offensive standpoint. So we've worked to kind of like watch, just watch for those things, to be mindful. It's like these days in time, it's, oh, it's always just to be mindful. They still want me to fight the way that I fight, but just be mindful of why we might not want to go too crazy this fight or why we might want to watch out for this this fight. You know what I mean? So just being aware of those situations a lot of what he does there and a lot of what he does here, you know, a lot of what he does on the feet and a lot of what he does on the ground. We've just imitated over and over and over. So you and think, over you know, again. Jack style. If I don't know his style, I think my coaches do, you know what I mean? And I think my coaches know his style well enough. The, the things that we've been doing over and over again, the past few weeks, it'll be close to fuck enough. You know what I mean? It'll be close enough. And I think I touch him easy. And going off his question, you're on a two fight win streak right mm-hmm. now. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you, Let's say we're, we're, we know we're hoping you win this fight next Saturday. Yeah. I got every 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 feeling in me that you're going to win this fight. All right, mm-hmm. you're on a three win, you, then you'll go on a three win winning streak. Hold on, yeah. Is that hand all right? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Broke the hand, but let me let me ask you this though: How do you get to a title fight? You know, it just depends. Uh, clout and knockouts, clout and finishes. That's what I say. I mean, everybody could say that I'm wrong, or they could say it takes this or that. But it's clout and finishes, you know. It's like uh, you got to get wins, of course. That's that's a given, though. Like who the fuck doesn't want to win, right? But clout and finishes. Continue to make sure that you boost your name, and to continue to make sure that you finish people. You can win a thousand fights with no finishes. Nobody wants to see you fight for a title. You can finish people. You can have a pretty name, and everybody wants to see you fight for the title. I mean, you know how to sell a fight. You go viral on Twitter. And I feel like putting the wins behind you, that gets you closer yeah. to, to the inevitable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How far away do you think that inevitable could be? 
you know what? It's like, honestly, you just got to see how the world shakes up and how things go. You know, it's like you got a lot of young prospects that are right there. Uh, and right now I'm fighting one of the young prospects that they were acting like they wanted to catapult there. So, you know, we see what happens there. You know, that happens great. Fantastic. Goes the way that I want it to go. You know what I mean? Beautiful finish. Nice and devastating the way I like it to be or smooth as fuck. Uh, then, you know, it's like it's it's hard to say exactly what's next. You know, you're going it's for like, knockout or submission, though. Straight I mean, up. always, always, yeah, always. Yeah. There's no true way to say that you won. You know, right. and you got three people sitting on the sideline that's probably never fought before trying to say that you won the fight. I mean, shit, I'll take it. If you want to give me the fight? Fuck you. I'll take it. Hell yeah. I'm not going to argue with that at all. But uh, overall, it's like uh, to me, it's kill or be killed. You know what I mean? If I can kill that man, we ain't really got to do it again. Do that man really kills me. I want to do it to again. kill them. Are you seriously about that? I mean, shit, if that happens, it happens. You know what I mean? It's wow. like, at the end of the day, it's, it's it's not my job to stop until it's done. You know what I mean? It's like, and I got to go out there and I got to get it done. You know, so whatever happens, happens. I mean, I hope it doesn't go that way. You know, I hope it's a smooth, clean finish, nice submission choke, knock, you know what I mean? Smooth, nice, smooth knockout. Boom, boy touches the canvas. Doctor comes over there, hits him with a little sniff bar. He wakes up. That's fucking perfect. You know, that's, but that's what you want. You know? Now, you were talking about younger people being in the game, and they're coming in right now. You're 30 years old. How long do you see yourself fighting? I always said 34. You know what I mean? I always said 34. uh, I'll stop at 34. I always said I'll stop MMA at 34. So it's like, you know, I said I'd go no longer than 36. Like Those are like my two numbers. So four to six more years. Then after that, I would like to find something else to do with MMA. You know, maybe maybe manage some people, maybe do this, maybe do that. I don't know. You think you could be a good coach? I think I could be a good coach. I don't think I want to be a coach, but I think I could be a good coach. You know, it's like, it's a lot of dedication. You look you know? like you could be a rapper. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's, a great, that, that's great he said that. So let, let me ask you, because yeah. uh, cause I don't want to tell your story. Yeah. Do you have some music that you want to eventually release or get into doing? Yeah, you know, I did a, I did a couple little things with my little cousin and shit like that, and that was it was kind of fun. Uh, but I was like, bro, we didn't get the numbers we wanted. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, bro, it happens like that. And I'm like, no, it doesn't happen like that to Kev. Like, what the fuck? So I'm like, what if I go with a bigger name instead of going with, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just some local people and stuff like that. What if I go with something a little bit bigger than a local? So, you know, I want to see how that would work out. So, I mean, I'd give it a shot. I got one song in mind, you know what I'm saying? I, I hit you up about it. I said, you know what I'm saying? I said, with talk who? to your boy, talk to your boy Sauce. You get Sauce on there. Sauce walk. I, I like the way this. that motherfucker go, ooh, yeah. <laughs> that shit be crazy. So, yeah. So you and uh, Sauce cool. on a song. I, I think that'd be dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? You told, me, you told me what the ticket would be. You know what I mean? It's like, I really would like to do it. Like, that song right there, to me, it felt better on like a summer slash fucking uh, spring type vibe. But at the end of the day, you know, fall with the fucking leaves falling and the, you know, the rides going down the thing. You know what I'm saying? That could look tight too. So I really just need to like pull the trigger, pow, get on it. You know? And it's like, uh, I actually talked to my manager about it. And my manager was thinking of some ways that we can like just get the money generated right back instantly. Right, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Make everybody involved, happy and stuff like that. Make sure that we can pay the, uh, the cameraman top dollar. You just introduced me to a camera guy today. So just got to find the right camera guy. I got to make sure that my boys over there, inner circle still got the, the tracks and shit. And then ultimately just, I really need to sit down with sauce and you know what I'm saying? Let them know I'm serious. You know, can you, can you freestyle? I can freestyle a little bit. Go ahead. I ain't high enough. Give us, a, give us a little something Kevin Holland Scared of Mac My name is Jay Mac I do it like that I'm a freestyle king Let me hear what you got Nah I missed up Oh nah nah I'm, I'm hey, good Hey he's been, he been doing it for 20 yeah, years yeah, yeah. I wanna yeah, hear you yeah, Come yeah. on come on yeah. Oh man I don't know uh, <laughs> they go, You better watch out Cause 
if you lose, they're going to take these words and, and, and play your freestyle <laughs> everywhere. You're going to go viral. All right, here's my freestyle. Okay. We had Mike Mills at the closet, J Mac the man, and everybody around here do what the fuck they can. I'm out there. <laughs> I'm not dropping mics at the closet, man. Hey, right, hey, and I gotta ask you something too. He had brought up, you know, you know, younger fighters, right? And obviously, yeah. you have a lot of younger fighters that watch you, look up to what you do. What are some words of advice that you can give up and coming fighters? I don't care what age they are that are watching this right now, that are thinking about one day I want to be a UFC fighter. Man, uh, find a good team, trust in your team. Uh, don't be scared to take those fights. Don't be scared to take those opportunities. And uh, and if you're really, 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 really fucking good, don't take those chances. Don't take those opportunities. Listen to your coaches. Take the smart fights. Get to the big show before you take those chances. It's like uh, everybody's career is going to be different, but for one thing, I can guarantee everybody needs they need a good coach. And, I mean, I don't know exactly how you can always find a good coach, but I've always been blessed to have a good coach of some aspect, you know what I mean? Whether they were really good at martial arts or they were just really good at helping me advance in life, I've always been blessed to have good people around me. And I, the other thing I want to ask you, kind of going a little off subject, so there's been multiple times that you've went viral on Twitter and social media, <laughs> and I want to visit I want to visit some of those, all right? Yeah. So the first one I, I want to get into is your last fight. You won. You had asked Dana White, if I win, I want you to buy me a... Oh, yeah, a taco truck. So Dana White actually bought you a taco truck. No, we we still actually, you know, it's funny. It's like uh, my fight next weekend. I still ain't even got my new contract in yet. So it's like I'm either fighting on the same contract or I'm fighting on, you know, a new contract. I don't know yet. It's like either way, we'll see how it goes. So if it goes smooth, I got a feeling I'll have a nice, pretty taco truck. I got to go buy me one, but I'm pretty sure he'll give me the money. Why a taco truck? You just can't bring (laughs) that up. Why a taco truck? You know what? It's like. got a few honeys is gonna be mad at me for this one but you know i just recently had a child and my child is part hispanic you know what really I'm saying? yeah 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 so it was like i was like man i want to get a, i want to get a taco truck you know what i'm saying bring out the you know what i'm saying the mexican heritage in me you know what i'm saying so it's just what it is and plus me and my uncle was like back in the day when we was like we was living a different life you know what i'm saying we would go right down to alberto's all the time we get uh-huh. the fries we get the burrito in the morning you know what i'm saying get the six mini tacos he take three, I take three, split the fries in half. And it was always the best, most affordable thing that we could have to fill us up. It's either that or pizza. You know what I'm saying? And it's like So it's kind of nostalgic too. Yeah, it's just kind of something you kinda gotta do. You know and the other I mean? thing I want to ask you is what happened in Miami with Jorge Masvidal. You know what? I think I think I seen his braids and I was like, his braids look nice, and he looked at me crazy, and the first thing that came to mind was what's up, baby girl, and then you, you said that to him, what's up, baby girl? Yeah, what's up, baby girl? And he got mad. I think he didn't like that I called him baby girl. He looked really upset. He looked pretty upset. And then he seen me out in the street and he came sprinting at us. And then all of a sudden he went the other way. I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you, bro. It's like, I think, you know, it's just it was it was a good UFC pay-per-view card. And I think everybody was just trying to hype it up. I don't know what the fuck was Have going on. Have you seen on. him since? I seen him at another one of the fights. And uh, damn, that's a big-ass chain. <laughs> I seen him in another one of the fights, and um, you know that's a big ass chain. And uh, he was cool; he was cool as hell. Uh, you know, I seen him; he didn't say nothing. He was pretty far from each other. I cocked a little wave; he cocked a little wave. Like I said, bro, business is business. You know right, what I mean? Right. He's, he's retired right now. His right. his job now is to promote fights and do other things. His job then was to promote his fights, and maybe I was a, a candidate that was possibly on the rise for him. You know what I'm saying? 
It never happened. You know what I mean? He retired now. I'm going to let the man make it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, he going to let me make it. I'm going to let him make it. Everything going to be what it is. It's really just two dogs barking in the yard that never bit each other. You know what I'm saying? So, I would love to bite, though. You fight this Saturday. Yeah. Are you going to win? And if so, yeah. can you predict the round? You know what? I'm going to win. And honestly, I think it'll be by decision. And it's like, by uh, decision. But you said you, you, don't, you don't do the decisions. You I better- don't. But you think this one will go all the way to decision? I'm, I'm older now, and at the end of the day, it's like uh, I'm not going for broke right? for this nigga. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm going to go out there, and I'm, I'm going to fight beautifully. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to beat the beat the brakes off, dude. I just don't see Jack giving up. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, I don't see it being a finish. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, would like, I would like for it to be, but I just don't see Jack giving up. So I think, you know, three rounds, bloody mess. Sounds good. So, but if it goes to decision, does the pay, is the pay the same as if you were to finish him or knock him out or? You finish him, you knock a person out, you always got a chance for a bonus. You always got a shot for a bonus and a bonus is 50 grand. So. And how many, and I've seen it. I want to ask you though, how many bonuses have you had? I don't even know. And he's not going to tell you. Six. Really? Yes. That's pretty fucking good. Very good. Yeah. How do you know? You talk to Dana. I no, you that's three hundred grand yeah. bonuses. That's not that's, bad at that, all. That's incredible. It's pretty fucking good. And one other thing I've seen is not only are you a UFC fighter, but apparently you're a part time hero as well. What? And this <laughs> this is why I actually brought up these these bullet points right here. That boy got notes. Yeah, this is the one I, I really because it's 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 timing, right? So let's take it back. You stop you stopped a carjacker in your own neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It was a dude driving the, the neighborhood. And then some dude came running behind him. I was like, that's my car. He came out the gas station. And I was like, that car right there? He was like, yeah, that, that car. I was like, that car right there? He's like, bro, it's my fucking car. And I was like, all right. Flip the, flip the bitch. I was in my scat pack. I'm chasing a dude down the street, hitting a little Honda Acura or some shit like that. All through the neighborhoods, all through the neighborhoods. I call my coach like, yo, where you at? We in your neighborhood, bro. He's like, bro, what is that sound? I'm like, bro, some dude just stole a car. I'm chasing him down, bro. We in your neighborhood. I'm like, come cut him off. You're solo when this is happening? Oh, yeah, solo dolo. I just dropped my kid off at school. You know what I'm saying? I was I was uh, I was on my oh, fuck. Where was I on my way to? I can't remember where I was on my way to, but I went like the opposite way that I normally went. So it was like I was trying to avoid traffic. Right. Just so happened to see that. So you know what I mean? Dude, fucking hits a tree. I get out the car to try to pull him off the car. He backs up, almost runs me over, takes off. I'm like, this fool's tripping, bro. So I hop back in my car, chase him again. This fool runs into a, a trailer, pulling a, a truck, pulling a trailer with a bunch of lawn equipment on there and stuff like that. I'm talking about like full speed, boom. So I didn't really like stop. The car from being jacked. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Honestly, I probably fucked that car up even worse from right. chasing the guy like that. But overall, the guy got the keys back to his car. Hey, and, the one of, and then, <laughs> then what's crazy is then six months later, yeah. you stopped the shooting at Raw Sushi. Yeah, we was just we tell was just me about, but that one that one was actually You're making on the news. this man into that a superhero. Saying, that's, but no, that's that's crazy. That was actually on the news. Tell me about what happened that night. Uh, shit, like we was just chilling, bro. We was chilling. We, me and my uncle, you know what I'm saying, baby uncle. We was out past Swayze, just just chilling. Uh, and uh, man, I'm laughing because this shit, it, it it really got way worse after that. Like, dude walked in and uh, he opened up fire. I was drinking my little tequila shot and shit, my little margarita, and I was like, I was like, damn, I think somebody just popped a champagne bottle. I'll turn around, all smooth, like, hey, happy birthday. Everybody running. I'm here, like, brrr, you know, I was like stomping on the ground and shit. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, he's shooting. I'm like, oh, he's shooting. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, bro? I stand up. My uncle's trying to run. I, like, pull him down. go over there and, you know, fucking next thing you know, the guy, no no guns in his hand. He's in my lap. He's unconscious and, you know. What move did you use on him? Just a little, just a little real naked choke. Real, real, real naked choke. That yeah. was what I, what I read. I, I, 
after that, I called it a real nigga choke because yeah. you know it was some real nigga shit right there. You know, I, I got him really good. It and, was, and, it was and, fun. The, and then last thing, two months later after that, you rescue a guy out of a car that could have potentially caught fire. Yeah, there was fluid that was leaking. That fool was tripping. Okay, what happened? I don't know. I, I really think I like. At first, I thought he was falling asleep. Now I'm starting to think he was texting, like. Because he really wanted his phone. So, like, the 18-wheeler was getting on the freeway. Then it fell over, tipped sideways, sliding and stuff. I get out the car, you know, help get him out, you know, get on top, pull the door open, pull him out the car. Then this fucker hops right back in the 18-wheeler. I'm talking about fluids flying out and shit. This fucker just doesn't give a hell. He hops right back in the 18-wheeler to grab his phone. I'm like, bro, we have to go. He's like, help me out again. And I'm like, bro, I'll help him out again. He's like, bro, I left something else in there. I'm like, no, 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 we got to go. This fucker hops back in. Police pulled up. He's like, what are, you, what are you guys doing? You guys are here together? I'm like, no, bro. I came to help him. I'm not with him, bro. He's like, well, help him out the car again. I'm like, bro, there's fluids on the ground. Like, we need to run. The cops all calm. The truck driver's all calm. I'm like, maybe I'm tripping, bro, but there's fluids on the ground. I went and got back to my car and got the fuck up out of there, bro. Kevin Holland, you are Superman. No. And on that, we would like to thank you for allowing us thank to do this interview today, man. Appreciate it. Um, good luck with your fight. I thank hope you. you win like you said you're going to win. Three because rounds. you know what? We're going to put this clip out and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to go viral. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a second round submission, don't blame me. That's right. Okay. Th- hey. th- thanks so much, man. Thank you appreciate so much, you Kevin. We appreciate the love. And on yes, that sir. note, clearly cultured, it's a wrap.